Listening to Omnis Protocol, I am Charles, also known as Omnis, and returning to the show, Jesse, Fury's finest. What's going on, man? Man, I'm just excited to be back on the show and really excited to be talking mutants today with you because that seems to be something that's uh, bind us together over the years of doing this content creation. It's great. Some mutant mayhem, some brothers in arms. Yeah, I gotcha. That's right. Um, And I get to see you again in like two months, basically. Yeah, like right on the nose, right? Like yeah. Right under two months. So really yeah. excited about that. Excited for the hangs because like I talked about on our podcast feed after LSO and even after Warfare Weekend recently, it's it's always more about the hangs and the connections you make to me than even just winning or doing well. You know, it's just like the whole con experience just passes even if you do well, in my opinion. And then if you do well on top of that. Man, what a weekend. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. I was telling some locals recently that the thing that I miss the absolute most was the the after tournament, let's yep. go out for beers. It's Yeah, it's that pub pint night sort of thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. That was still highlight of my year was, was that at Lone Star Open because we did that both nights, you know, and uh, it was really fun. Absolutely. Yeah, it was awesome. So I'm... I'm really looking forward to, really looking forward to LVO, um, but can't talk too much about that right now. We are gonna, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell the listeners like Tyson and I are gonna have some more announcements and let you awesome. guys know what the side events are and that stuff's coming really soon. So I'm, I'm excited, Ex- next level excited. But um, man, Jesse, so we're gonna talk about Weapon X. We haven't done one of these like roster build from scratch in. 10 or 11 months or something it's been a while yeah for sure and since we did our kind of revamp of the guardians that's that's been a solid year yeah basically and uh that was a fun approach we took with guardians a different profile for them entirely and it seems like we'll be seeing a lot more guardians in the future with the changes recently in the game so that's fun but today we're doing something that's even more fun to me because we're going to be doing Weapon X, but no one's really done Weapon X yet, us included, and we're kind of be shooting from the hip here and kind of building our first iteration of this roster, right, Charles? Yeah, absolutely. I, It's, it's interesting that I don't like hot take stuff. Like, I don't want to just, like, right. talk about, you know, Logan and Apex and just be like, yeah, this is what we think of them, but let's, let's you know, in the past we've done this build, and I think it's... It's a really interesting, full, kind of detailed look. And you go back, and the first time we did this for X-Men, we were pretty <laughs> close to being spot on. I know. You know, now, you know, so far into the into the future, um, I I actually, so I recently made that, uh, that post on Across the Bifrost with just like a list of all the X-Men episodes. That's right. And I included the original one that you and I did just because I think it's a really interesting look back on how all of the core elements that we're using now, we pretty much saw them. We, we did. And also how maligned X-Men were at that given time. I mean, honestly, yeah. X-Men were maligned until this year. And you broke through a lot of that, Charles, which was great. And you kind of made people's eyes open. And then, obviously, I did 
pretty okay at Lone Star Open with X Men. And <laughs> well, it also really helped yeah. that right around when I was doing well with them, there was multiple guys in the TTS season that were also doing well. Absolutely. And so it kind of was like, well, this isn't even just Charles having success. This is there's a lot of people actually having success, and I think that really cemented it. Where I think if it was any one of us, right, it could be a fluke. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, yeah. it was a combination of all, multi multi efforts, and I, I think yeah for. Forgive me saying it's you there, but I, I guess I meant for you on the on the in person circuit. And you know, yeah. this was a brand new year of MCP of honestly our first year of in person important tournaments, right? And so X Men showing up at those important tournaments multiple times throughout the year and doing well. In fact, winning a couple times. Yeah, it's it's a good place to be as a mutant fan, and um, I just think it's still the most rewarding faction in the game because of how much work it takes. So. When people do well with it, I get really happy because I'm like, man, they put in some work and they had fun too. Absolutely. And now I'm excited to try Logan in there. I've got some new ideas, but oh, we're same. gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna talk Weapon X today. And these these tend to run long because Jesse and I are very uh, loquacious individuals. It's true. We get a little chatty. Um, so, man, where do you want to start with us? There's like we could talk Crisis cards first. We could talk most important affiliated characters, you know, where do you, there's just like, I feel like there's mm. a million directions and I want to talk about them all. Yeah. Same. And I, I'm, I'm kind of at the same point. I'm like, where do we go? I know you and I like to start with crises first, but that's typically with a team that's been out for a little bit. This team is not even out in the world. It's coming to people's hands right now. And they're listening to this episode. So I think we could start with ba <coughs> basic affiliated. <coughs> Sorry. It's okay. I, Just don't I'll, die on my podcast, Jesse. That's I, like, I have like one rule. Yeah. Well, that, that's a good, that's a great rule to have. Um, I think we start with the affiliated basic characters and kind of discuss what that's going to okay. bring because maybe that'll guide us in the crisis way. Well, here. So here's what like here's what I'm thinking off the top of my head is I'm not super excited about Badger and Deadpool. But I knew you're going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> so. at the same time, I mean, I I, I could see builds that include them. But yeah. my my instinct is is that Logan, Apex, X23, and Domino are kind of like the big four. Whereas even though Domino doesn't heal and she like the leadership doesn't help her move in the same way that like Storms does. Right. I feel like Domino benefits from the leadership probably the most, right? Because if she's rolling five dice on defense and your Goodness. opponent can't crit and she can and you can count skulls after seeing their primary roll, I feel like that moves Domino into kind of like next level tankiness. And so she kind of jumps out as me as probably like benefits from the leadership more than anyone else. Agree completely. I mean, you're preaching the choir here, but I mean, you and I both being X-Men gold players primarily. I mean, it's been hard for me to quit Domino because of <laughs> her unbelievable tankiness that just shows up out of places. And it's because of that crit mechanic. So this feeding into that mechanic and making her more tanky. I'm all for it, yeah. So I think she's an obvious contender, like you're saying, of course, with these other three. I do think Honey Badger probably, in the very least, is slot number 10 or 11 every time. So I, that's something we can look at when we get down the list. And I just think we're in a really cool place in the game where Honey Badger is actually the best she's ever been because of her taunt for a lot of reasons in the meta and stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's something to look at for sure. Well, I think one of the other things to keep in mind is whereas Honey Badger was getting gaining some popularity with the Malekith meta, sure. that might be dying back down as well with a post Malekith nerfs. It's um, very true. 
You know, one thing. Okay, I want to. I'm going to derail <laughs> but, us slightly for just a moment. Um, did you notice the difference between the leadership card in the spoiler and the leadership card on Twitter? I was wondering that. I was wondering if that was actually okay. So, yes, I did because, but it's so confusing. Sometimes when these reveals come out, you know, we we, we honestly have to wait until they come. Yeah in our hands because you're you're saying it's a positive change well so i think for the perspective weapon x if it's meant to be the card that showed up in the promo from amg that's better for weapon x because then it's like the tokens are on the card and they're not as tied to the leader right whereas it seems like the the version because someone got a pack i forget how it started circulating but that one the way that it was written on that card was like the tokens and stuff are going on to the leader so i think yeah but i mean my instinct is we have to go by the card that showed up like the physical card that we've seen not the the digital promo because they've said before that they've accidentally put old versions of stuff into their promotional material and so that's just something i would say listeners just keep that in mind that we don't know 100 percent right now which version of the leadership all we know is that that character has to play the card in the phase right and whether or not it's tied to them or it's floating on your sideboard of sorts i do like the idea of it floating i also like the idea of it kind of being like it just seems cool that it's like a floating kind of semi-convocation leadership but you're obviously not tying it to someone so that does make it a little different, but I think at the end of the day, I mean, these are good characters for your leader, potentially, but I guess it's matchup dependent, too, so it just gets easier all around if it's all on the sideboard. So, yeah, we will see very soon, right? Well, so let's talk about the leadership for a minute, because obviously okay. this is one that it takes a tactics card slot. It can only be played right now by X-23 and Logan. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a question on the forums that mm-hmm. can old school Wolverine play the card and right. be, have the leadership even though he's not Weapon X affiliated, but you would have a Weapon X affiliated squad, um, which is weird. But I don't think you, I mean I think you just play the new Logan. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. funny, funny, uh, funny option. But the main thing is is that. Um, only Weapon X characters can have the dice added to them. Yeah, it's it's very um, interesting in that way. But when any allied character is dazed or KO'd, you can put more tokens on it. Right. So um, that automatically makes me think, is it good to go moderately wide with Weapon X when you can? That's just the first thought I have with your non-affiliated options because, because you're feeding more tokens or you even care about that at all. I don't know. It's a good question to have up front. Yeah, there's a there's certainly a part of me that's like, is this an affiliation where you play like one splash character, right? Instead of the more traditional two, uh, that's that's certainly something that's on my mind, and I'm not sure. I'm also wondering, do you think this is a leadership that you don't always take? Like, can you oh, imagine man. situations where you take a fifth normal tactics card? instead of the additional dice or is this just still so much better than your average tactics card that you take it anyway Mm, yeah that's something we're going to learn more with time i guess in playing but i my gut would say you bring it almost every time but i yeah maybe you're right maybe there are instances where you you know maybe one out of 15 games where you don't and you bring more of these excellent 
cards with the team and you know we got good named character cards too i mean really the weapon x auto include card is exceptional healing right so that's even that's going to usurp this in my opinion because that's coming (laughs) yeah as much as they have like a whole interesting mix of cards i think weapon x is exceptional healing and probably no matter the cost are your true affiliated cards it's kind of like a shield situation where it's like eye in the sky is is more the reason you're playing shield than the leadership right it's like kind of the leadership so i don't know maybe that's a good point like if we frame it in that way is exceptional healing coming out every game yes is this coming out every game probably most but not all so yeah good good question charles i i mean are there situations you're thinking where you would just want to bring more generically good cards instead of this like it's just gonna be one of those weird games where you're super spread or something or not a lot yeah, of attacks I mean, I, against web warriors maybe yeah exactly i was thinking like maybe a web warriors game like do yep. you choose not to bring the leadership but it's still i feel like you're probably bringing some defensive cards anyway, and this still seems like better than your average defensive card. Three times, at the very least, that right. you could add bonus dice. Um, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, that part's going to be a little hard to just say in advance, but it was something that was on my mind. That's a good question. I think, obviously, for now, you bring in every game, and maybe in the future when we know more about this team and you and I return to these episodes, it will be one of those things like, well is it worth it against web warriors to only use three times, you know, <laughs> or whatever, but <laughs> it might be, I mean, <clears throat> it seems like all attrition web warriors are kind of on the rise and well, maybe web warriors will get more models this coming year and things will change. And yeah, I all webbed up is still a thing, you know, that too. Well, and I think web warriors often has a dual affiliation mm-hmm. that is a little bit more aggressive right. and even if you see that web warriors, how do you know that they're not going to switch switch modes right absolutely yeah definitely um all right well so let's let's talk deadpool for a minute yes let's um, please do he, <clears throat> deadpool, he's he... not jumping out at me as i want him in i mean i see places but i think he's there's going to be some contentious spots what, what are your deadpool thoughts uh, my first deadpool thought is are we just bringing him to bring more affiliated three threats and same with the same kind of the same thought with honey badger too where it's like are there going to be certain matchups where they're just lower threat that we want to go a little wider and is he is he going to help with that or is does it even matter you know math wise so that's my first thought that for instance would be a game maybe you don't play logan maybe you don't play Sabretooth, right and you're just on a lower threat and lore is your leader but my other thought is i mean he just seems better in this team right with their cards and (laughs) and with the leadership so interesting and uh, I don't know. I, I think that's pretty cool. And I'd like to get him on the table more. So it does seem like if you're a Deadpool fan, that this is probably the best place for him. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I would I would not call myself a Deadpool fan, but I I like my Deadpool model. I painted mine in X-Force colors and I did not do the Ooh. rocket. So he's, he's suited. <laughs> he's suited for this team. You know, his look, you know, it's a very serious Deadpool look on mine. But is there some viability too to just him being a long range turret character, you know, it's keeping you affiliated with his bang. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he does, you know, obviously he's got a, a semi rapid fire gun, Yep. but, um, so at range here's, four. yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's one of my potential directions, which I'm not really sure we want to build, but I could see it including Deadpool. Okay. Um, trying to go through the list of unaffiliated things that work with weapon X, 
right? Like you, you know, you, you, you start thinking about things of like, okay, well, you're imagining what does the team need? It could use a little bit of movement, like yes. assistance, right? And right. Um, it's already got some re-rolls for Logan. So Logan would rather have extra dice than more re-rolls most of the time. Okay. Yeah, I like this direction. Um, yeah. And so not sure we want to build it, but this is a team that I could see uh, playing Thanos in. Mm, yep. I knew it might be coming up. Yeah. So you're just yeah. some extra dice and then just some hard control because they don't have a ton of control. Obviously, they have some, which is great, which we'll get to in a bit. But are those the main reasons or is it just? Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like everything that Thanos does and because I was playing Thanos and shield for a bit, like one of the right. things that I really noticed about what makes Thanos a good splash or a bad splash tends to be how well can the affiliation play around with its, its affiliated characters okay. to hit the key numbers. Right. Cause right. if you're like, Oh, I want to be able to play Thanos you need, cause he's going to be like locked in at a particular threat level. And so you need to be able to move around your affiliated characters to to make that work. And the fact that they have two fours, um, three threes, and a two, and the leader can be a four or a three. That's that gives good. you a yeah. that gives you a lot of flexibility to play Thanos at any threat level really that you wanted. Yeah, and I guess the next question with that would be do is this a situation where you bring Thanos and he's double gem and we're, and we're losing restricted slots or, or a restricted I don't know. slot? I, that, that's the part that scares me with this team because I feel like yeah. I feel like we want I'm, some of those restricted cards, at least one. Yeah, and honestly, I'm not leaning towards reality space Thanos if we were to go that direction. I think right. you could. Right, I think if someone's sure. really excited and they like playing that Thanos, I think that works. I think I would want a little bit more control Thanos. Agreed. Maybe even... Maybe even mind power. Okay. To, like, you know, either so you can track your beam stuff in so that, you know, Logan and Wolverine go to town and X-23, right? Yep. Or you you also have the ability where you can just be like, all right, well, Thanos is going to activate early. He's going to move, like, one guy off with the Mind Stone, and then we're going to, like, move two characters forward or just save the power for death decrees. I like that, too. I like that a lot. Yeah. So. Um, so if if someone wants to play a Thanos version, I think it would be a lot easier to fit in Deadpool. Okay, yeah, and I guess that would lead to, I mean, you mentioned Thanos, so I mean, what if we went budget Thanos with Baron Mordo? <laughs> <laughs> if we're going the added dice route, and you know, giving more dice and not worrying about the damage as much from Mordo's, you know, I could easily see Mordo being a very regular fit for Weapon X right. that's that's not going the Thanos route, or maybe even when you have Thanos, right? If you're not sacrificing any restricted slots, Thanos could always be the 10th character that mm. you're like, this is my plan for Researcher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gosh, he's so good at Researcher. Yeah. You know, you're like, would you want to face Weapon X murder plus Thanos on Researcher? Man. Uh yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of even like Criminal Syndicate is probably a little worried about having to tank all of those attacks and stuff. But you also get the question of like, do you play Logan on Researcher? Right, right. No rerolls um, online, stuff like that. Yeah. But X-23, Sabretooth, you know, there's still a lot of pain to be had. <laughs> there's a lot um, of pain. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think so. Listeners, like one of the big synergies with Mordo is that he, when he gives bonus dice, they take a damage afterwards. Right. But most of these characters are, you know, fast healing. They have healing factor, right? And so they'll just recover that damage. Right. Um, and if you want to run advanced R and D to turn on more things right away, mm-hmm. right? Because X23 has the two cost spender. Sabretooth has the two cost spender. Um, there's a lot of things. And, you know, wh- whoever you're, if you're playing like five wide, you know, is it significant to hand out another power? And Mordo could do that. He could like walk up to a spot and then, you know, build up extra power and then hand out two or three power or whatever. Yeah. I think Mordo's a strong contender just because he's so cheap for that role. And, you know, we're talking about giving extra dice. So I guess we should lean into this a little bit more ominous and explain to the listener. It's like Weapon X with extra dice seems really good because a lot of them have innate rerolls and things that trigger. I mean, even Deadpool with the bangs, right? A lot of things are happening. But then you add the fact that they pretty much all have pierce. <laughs> and it's just <laughs> you add more dice, more things happen, more damage gets yeah. through, more you get more strike power. So there's a lot going on. Yeah, absolutely. So I I think Mordo, I could easily see Mordo being the most popular unaffiliated character for Weapon X. I like that a lot. Yeah. I guess that leads me in a direction, too, to ask, what do you think about something like something simple that's giving a little bit more of that economy of their rerolls and stuff? I mean, what about something like Baron Zemo or Baron Strucker, one of the Barons for their strategic genius? Yeah, I mean, they're both just really solid characters. Right. Um, I'm considering an X-Men build that's running multiple, like, a lot of these X-Factor characters and um, Strucker. Yeah. Um, I think if you're, if we're planning to go the advanced R&D route, I think that that starts really potentially turning on Zemo, right? Right, right. Um, you know, if you talk about a core 17 of Logan, Apex, X-23, and you're splashing two threes... Um, go and double Baron, right? <laughs> yeah. You have Mordo hand out the power. He hands out three power to turn on X-23 spender right away, uh, Sabretooth spender right away, and charge for Zemo. Like, Seems really good. That could that yeah. could certainly be a, a, a fundamental plan. It um, seems like we're leaning on Mordo a lot. I mean, we could have him as, you know, maybe not a for sure right now, but a pretty heavy... You know, question mark, maybe? Yeah. So, what I think what we, we talked about this before recording a little bit, but mm-hmm. when we get to the crisis selection, this is where some of these plans don't <laughs> work out. Uh, yep. Because <laughs> um, another, like, Shuri still came up, like, in my head. Okay. Yeah. Right? Where this is a character who could hand out rerolls to even Logan from outside of his, you know... <laughs> Um, get out of my head range, right? And provide a little control for the team to like push some people off points and help play up the well. You're going to have to advance to get back on the point, and then you're only going to get one attack into me, and then I have fast, you know, uh, healing factor. Um, and so you just kind of like compound those issues because I, I do think having a little bit of control is important just because it saves you VPs and it can save attacks on you. Yeah, no, I agree completely. Mordo has a little bit of control, but his, of course, are wild trigger dependent. So that, you know, that's part of it too. But yeah, I like the Shuri pick. I mean, you could even lean into the same direction, same idea, range four, you know, Zola's rerolls as well. And um, 
you know, giving you more consistency of attacks with Zola. But that's that's more of a damage route than the control route that Shuri would bring. They they both bring the rerolls, but different ways, you know. So yeah, yeah. I um, think no. Yeah, there's there's merit to both of them. Um, I was also gonna say that you could you could also go a route because so like one of when I first saw Logan's card, one of the things that jumped out to me was like he was a perfect fit into how I used to play Asgard. Yes. Where giving them a four threat that can, has four energy. So on like deadly meteors, they can roll four dice, but they don't really suffer the penalty of taking the damage because he could heal it back. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> and he can operate on the flanks. And so he can be a character who doesn't go flip the secure right away. And he lo- he can, he can walk, do his builder, teleport to the point and then do a five dice re-roll two into the person there and then still has a chance to flip it from underneath them. You know, there's there's a lot of things going on there. And right. so that does make me think, like, when we get to the crisis, like, Deadly Meteors is kind of high on my list for these guys. Agreed. Yeah, same. And so there's a part of me that wants to splash as Guardians and mm. just go maybe Valkyrie and, high, uh, Valkyrie and Scourge to go, okay, well, now we have two characters that could... Um, that could like grab extracts for us or like characters that could grab extracts and interact or like Valkyrie plays up the like she can walk and charge around one which kind of fits in with the whole shtick of them as well Um, and then uh, Scourge can with like his taunt right Mm -hmm. you know he can Mm -hmm. mess up the attack order to try to like make sure the excessive healings trigger yeah I, I like this a lot but Charles, um, you're saying too we wouldn't have an Asgard splash; we'd just have some Asgard characters. I mean, we could if we had the space, but that's not necessarily what I was saying. I, yeah, I yeah. think I figured as much. Yeah. Uh, I think when we get to, like I, in my head, I was like, let's just build a Weapon X team, unless we really, really, really thought that we needed a splash. I think for this, I would prefer to focus on Weapon X. But agreed. If we casually hit a spl- like a splash affiliation and we're like, Oh, all we have to do is free up one tactics card slot. Cause we're running enough characters anyway. That would be different. <laughs> well, and I like, yeah, I like that plan a lot. And I also like the idea with this first build that we kind of do lean heavily into weapon X because at its core, this first build is just going to be learning the affiliation, learning its strengths and weaknesses. And maybe that doesn't mean we bring most of the affiliated characters, you know, and lean into that and kind of tweak as we go mm-hmm. on. And, Oh, we, you know, two builds out, we arrived. Oh, yeah, we can definitely have an Asgard splash in this, you know, or something like that. But I think that leads us right into Secures, Charles. We're talking about crises a lot. Now, let's, let's start with Secures because I think it's going to be pretty interesting discussion. Okay. And you brought up Meteors, and I had the same idea. You and I both love Meteors. I know most of the community doesn't love Meteors. Every time I bring it up in, X, every time I bring it up in the X-Men chat, I always get somebody like, why would you do this? Why would you talk about this? Uh, Meteors was in my Lone Star open build, you know, and of course it's it was my worst it one. It wasn't in mine, and that was my biggest regret. I changed it, like, right before the <laughs> event and switched to Infinity. And I played on my Infinity, like, three or four times in right. six games. And every single one of those times, I wish that it had been Deadly Meteors. Oh, man. Well, let's just look at it. You were getting reps in past tense to get ready for X-Men Red. <laughs> you know? Maybe that's what it was <laughs> with your Infinity. Yeah, maybe. Because, uh, uh, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with Infinity and X-Men Red lately. But... 
So let's just start with Deadly Meteors as a placeholder. I mean, you, we've already talked about our 17th threat team. And, I don't right. I'm past placeholder. Okay, good. I want I want Deadly Meteors in. Is in is my initial thought. Well, like, I do too because I want to play Logan every game if possible. So and I feel like he's going to be on that side flank, like you said, flipping that meteor, and then he can easily get to the mid. And yeah, he can hop all around, right? So I think that's a good start. But then we get interesting questions. Do we want to stay on the C? route it does something like intrusions is that good can we play that um what do you think my instinct is um first off i don't know if you remember me saying this or not i I think i do (laughs) intrusions might actually be my least favorite crisis that i don't think needs to be changed um, good way to say it. Yeah, good way to say it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a fair crisis, and it should be in the game. Yeah. So I, it's not like I think Gamma should have a change done to it. Yes, please. Intrusions, I think, is a perfectly fine scenario, but I find that it it takes some of the my my what I think is good positioning and just goes well. If you just spend a power and take a damage, you can kind of negate my good positioning. <laughs> um, yep. And I'm I'm not sure it fits for Weapon X because they also have a tactics card, right, that hands out a, an objective That's that so they true. probably don't want to drop. And so while I think it's a good one for them in general, I feel like there's probably better ones because I like the C shape. Yeah, and we can explain uh, that real quick to the listener, right? <clears throat> we think it's a good one in general for them because of the C shape, because of the taking damage, and then, of course, the healing factor, the trick. You know, like I... Every time someone puts intrusions on me, I typically bring Laura, right? Um, and it typically is okay. It works out because Laura can get where she needs to be. She can heal it off at the end of her turn, right, potentially. So those are the reasons why it's probably fine for them. But I, I agree with you completely. If we are going to pursue this route of positioning Weapon X, which I really like that you brought that up, Charles. Maybe that's our focus going forward now is trying to learn the team and then maybe making a positioning team. That makes sense that Intrusion is just out for the, this first build. Yeah. I mean, it could easily be the third if we didn't have better options, but my instinct Correct. so far is that some of the other options are better. Well, you mentioned Cs. What do you want to... Let's talk about another C before we potentially talk about a different letter shape. So what's a C that comes to mind for you? Are you thinking maybe something like uh, Witnesses? Are you thinking something like... What sword? What, what what's coming up here? You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is where the other C's start to get interesting, yeah. and I'm not sure we um, love any of them. Right. Um, witnesses is not bad, yeah, but I also have some stun. concerns. Yeah, I have some concerns that they're too good for Hydra. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you, we're specifically talking about witnesses and Terrigen Mist, right? Yeah, Hydra's kind of awesome with those right now. Yeah, and I'm not sure we want to be poisoned either. No. Um, So my instinct, my initial instinct is that I want to play Deadly Meteors and then maybe do Ds for the other ones. Okay, well, let's look at some Ds because we brought up some of the potential of Cs, so we can return to that if you want to. So I think the first D you're probably going to bring up, maybe is extremis yeah i yeah extremis sounds good to me sounds like what are your thoughts um yeah i think it sounds really good i think the split is actually really good for some of our 1v1s i think the heal is obviously great for us if we can afford it and then obviously the extremis can even trigger some weapon x cards you know um for the heal and stuff so i think there's some interesting interactions 
And um, I also like the idea of Logan holding a flank on this particular yeah. shape. So I think that just makes a lot of sense. And you start getting into the pen- potential of like healing factor three, and that's pretty frustrating for your opponent. And now we're kind of getting more into that OG Charles Asgard stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, maybe that's – I think it's good for that. Yeah, probably. And I do think this is going to be a lot more aggressive than the previous uh, Asgardian builds. Like, I feel like this is, you're going to make a lot of attacks and you want to whittle people down and you want to kind of like win the 1v1s or 2v2s yep. um, and start off with early attacks. Like, I envision this where one way or another, like, Logan is walking forward and he's making an attack, teleporting onto the point and and contesting. And then maybe on the other side, you got X-23 walking no matter the cost, spender gets onto the point and makes an attack, or you know, or you advance R and D so both Sabretooth and yep. X twenty three can spender and get onto the point. Like that's that's kind of where I'm thinking the core strength is is that I like it. You potentially have a team that's like getting on points and making two to three attacks on the midline, uh, and that's where I think the value of the D's is pretty good. Yeah, I agree completely. I think that's. A- that one makes perfect sense, but you've got another D in mind because you said you have maybe a second D that we might focus on with our skiers. Um, I don't know. Like the the other Ds, neither of them are like as much of a lock for me. Yeah, I think Cosmic Invasion is interesting. Yeah, but I don't like the sixteen threat quite as much. Right, but I mean, um, maybe us having the potential of a three threat leader or four threat leader, we can get around some of the issues that would normally bring. But I, I agree with you. Um. I don't think we mind the power at all, you know, <laughs> but yeah, 16 is just 16 is just one of those numbers, you know, it's just well, maybe numbers. it's just you, you don't play Sabretooth at 16. Maybe mm-hmm. you do mm-hmm. Logan X 23 domino and then your two splash threes or yep. whatever. And maybe that's fine. And maybe that's still better than what other people can do at 16. Yeah. And obviously Logan might just get stronger the lower threat goes right like as in not be able to be removed from the table so on a flank so yeah Yeah. that could work um and then i mean i think x-men are best in the game at spider portals but i wouldn't hate playing spider portals for them again i i'm i'm always a little cautious with crisis cards when it's like well this other affiliation has like a 70 percent win record on it yeah i agree uh um, but I still think fundamentally, like both Logan and X twenty three can get to the center points, make attacks, and still interact. Yeah, and yeah. so I think that makes things a little scary for people moving up on those spider portals. I I agree. Yeah, definitely. And we've got pretty good energy defense to roll to flip them back. Right, obviously it increases the chance of being bumped by it. But Logan obviously is just good at both of these spider portals and meteors if you're playing them right i think yeah are there any other crisis cards that you you really feel like synergize with these guys uh on secures i think we've touched on a lot of stuff i think they can obviously play infinity formula pretty well i mean with all these quasi charges they have and stuff i think infinity formula is probably pretty good for them but once again maybe that's a situation like you just brought up there's just teams that are just better at it like shield maybe and some uh, a lot of other teams that come to mind like either equal or higher on the list right so maybe not infinity formula it's just one of the ones that you want to pull from your opponent's deck but what about something like 
could this team even could this team play scoundrels well that's a question i have right now up front that's something i was thinking about yeah, well, he, there were one, that was one of the question marks on my mind, too, okay. was how well does this team um, play on scoundrels? Like, obviously, getting cover is nice, yeah. and so it would penalize the, the, the kind of ranged attack teams. Yeah. Um, and could be a situation where you're like, ooh, I like getting scoundrels versus guardians. Yeah, and it stacks with the leadership, right? Because you're just increasing the chances of just surviving, right? You're adding dice, you've got yeah. cover. Um Maybe now you're getting that aggressive it, off. It certainly makes it easier to keep um, keep Logan like benefiting. Like he's almost always going to have someone that he can go attack. Um, but also, we don't have a lot of charges. Like our movement is a lot of like make an attack, get to move. Right. And so if our characters are not in range to attack, so that's that's kind of a question, but I, I do think it's in the conversation. Okay. Yeah, that was my thoughts too. So I think this last thought we got some interesting questions. I, I yeah. think I think I would take any of these three, potentially that we've kind of talked about the last little bit here with our spider people, cosmic invasion and scoundrels and just test them, you know? So which yeah. one do you want to kinda of land on for just today, Charles, for the initial run of this test. Well, I don't think we have to pick it this moment. Okay. Um I think we go we're gonna do Deadly Meteors and Extremist Console. Got it locked, yep. And then the the third one could be Spider Portals, could be Cosmic Invasion, could be Scoundrels, and maybe even Intrusions. Right. And we just kinda keep those loosely in our mind. Also I think our team is uh I don't think we're gonna choose it. But something that maybe comes up in games. How do you think this team is against on mutant madmen? Obviously, that's a situation where there's teams that are better than them. But do you think they can hold their own against a lot of teams on it? I mean, it certainly doesn't feel bad, no. and uh, especially if we decide to splash the Asgardians, so we have a couple other characters like pick up cards. Um, it, I think, it could be you know because we're you know our core is going to often run to. Um, two characters with four physical. Um, but we're also going to be rolling a lot of physical attacks I know. on a crisis where people are encouraged to bring um, high physical defense characters. Yeah, it, it's it's an interesting question altogether. I think they're fine at the objective because, I mean, you got to think about some of these mutants we've played in X-Men and obviously X-Men loving mutant madmen. And, but yeah, it's just something I want to bring up. Uh, n- for no reason at all it's not my favorite crisis to play or anything so moving past that <laughs> so, moving past um that. <laughs> so while while we're on that topic right. um another character that was jumping out at me as a potential really interesting splash okay. for them yeah was ancient one all right because about this. it gives yeah. us it gives us another attack type right gives us a mystic attacker which we need she's yeah. also a person who can walk use her place effect and make an attack on the midline that's true. Yeah, very true. Because she's got the range two place and she generates two power. And so she's another character where we could just like amp up that, you know, we're going to get we're going to get on the midline and be making attacks right away. And she's not fun to attack either. No, she's not. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. I like it a lot. And obviously, I really like playing her on seas. So that makes a lot of sense, too. Um, 
I, think it's I forgot for a second that you're uh, you're like convocation as one of your primary affiliations. So it's true. You're like ancient one. I'm on board, Charles. That's right. Yeah. Well, and it's I've taken my break from them, so it's like oh, we could return to some of those characters. And you know, I love Mordo too. So when you and I started talking about Mordo, it's like mm, that could that could be something. So yeah, I think ancient one could work, uh, or at least certainly as a splash. What do you think about? We're talking about force here, and this is going very natural, different ways, uh, listener at home. But it's. What do you think about something like Crimson Dynamo to help us if we get pushed on researcher or something like that, or you know, just add more synergy with our leadership with the defense as well? What do you think about him? Um, he's an interesting choice. Um, I've definitely he's grown on me a little bit as I've as I've tried him. Yep. Um, I'm I'm leaning towards no though. Okay. In that, I I would either rather. It, to- it like kind of tones up the offense a bit or gives us a little bit more actual control in that other slot. Um, like control, control, not the, not the shocks and not the defensive. Help. Yeah, like I kind of want I want something that like moves people around. Okay. Like Got it. Enchantress is on my radar just as a, you know, I want to get people off points and into the attack ranges of the attacks that I want to make. Yeah. Um. And so I could easily see that other slot. Like, I could see Gwen being a reasonable grab for this team. Certainly. I mean, like, well, maybe she's not going to be on points as much, but she's going to pull people off or pull people into threat ranges or do something like um, she's going to, you know, pull Logan or someone to a slightly safer position so that they get to survive. And then, you know, like, can you imagine her like, oh, you've just like done a big attack into Sabretooth and now he's got a bunch of power and you just want him to live and she gets a lifesaver him and then he gets to like pounce back onto the point. And, you know, um, I I start to think about some of that kind of stuff with the the other slots. Okay, Yeah, I was thinking about her a lot when we were talking about scoundrels here a little bit ago, just that that would be a decision to bring characters of certain types depending on which final crisis we land on and you know scoundrels maybe think Gwen so yeah I could definitely get behind that um, Dynamo just came up because I was like that's pretty cool in the sense of like if you get four Sana E with this mission like with this team uh, an E mission and then he can kind of help them just not die on top of all their other things like exceptional healing and their <laughs> defensive rerolls and, and the leadership. And yeah, it just, it seems interesting to me, but it's a different, it might be a different weapon X altogether. If this is a kind of a positioning one V one fighting one, that might be more of a, well, I got forced on this, but I can survive it sort of weapon X. So something to think about uh, in the future. And um, yeah, he's a character that's impressed me a lot. Um, he certainly makes me very sad when I play my shield. So when the <laughs> opponent has him and it's tight map. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so these are just some ideas that are just coming, but to the top of our heads, but let's move on to extracts, right? Because I mean, I'm taking cubes right away. What do you think? Yeah, about cubes that? certainly, certainly feels good for them. Okay. Um, this actually kind of, there was one more um, splash character I wanted to mention. Okay. And he actually plays really well into the extract game. So I'm going to throw it out now. Um, I've been really enjoying Fury as a splash character. Right. Um, uh, Fury uh, Jr. Yep. Bring the grunt, right? Like, you could potentially have the grunt be planning to grab an extract for the team to take some of the pressure off of... I like it. Like, Logan and Laura. So, like, if they're going after the dossier, right? right. That there's, there's not too much on one character. Also, 
if your opponent kills the grunts, you get memory tokens. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking that too. I was like, man, are we just bringing a character with grunts because of the memory tokens? And, you know, my mind immediately went to Fury and Red Skull because I've been playing yeah. a lot of them lately. And I just, I love those characters with their grunts. So, yeah, um, I could see that. Yeah, definitely. Just as a kind of extract piece he comes out when you get these wider extracts is that the plan with him if he, we do play him yeah well and i think he just he brings de- decent damage output yeah. right you know you you have situations where fury and the grunts puts out good damage you also have the eye in the sky play once where you can right. like oh well i will move logan just outside of range or you like eye in the sky logan to move him outside of range three of your buddy and still in range three to attack the guy afterwards. You know, there's there seems to be a lot of interesting synergy there. Um, so he was just another character who was on my mind. And if we're considering him, that that could also impact the the extract choice. No, I like that a lot. Um, so yeah, let's we we got cubes right now, and Fury's looking fine for that. But moving on to our last two extracts, this could go a lot of different directions, right, Charles? I mean, is Montesi good just because of our rerolls and you know, it's just one of those mid objectives where no one has a big swing either way. I mean, where, where, where we I lean? like it. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with you on this one. Okay. It would give us another attack type. Yep. Logan could be really annoying with a beam. <laughs> oh yeah, where he like or is pretty solid know. with it. Yeah, already. Um, yeah, I just think you know, all of a sudden, like Logan is holding the book, and then he Gosh. like does his first attack, teleports to the position that you want, then beams over three characters, getting two rerolls on each of them. It's terrifying. Um, yeah, you know, there's uh, there's a lot there's a lot of synergy there. Yeah, um, and so yeah, I would be down with uh, I would be down with books. Okay, so then that leads us to our third point, and I feel like there's several that could work. So I, I want to hear what you think about some ones that come to your mind as our third extract potential a couple ones. Yeah. The third gets really interesting. Right. Um, I'm not sure we want spider infected. I don't think so. I don't think we want our characters moving around that much. No. And I think there's just teams um, that are better at it than us too. Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we've talked about a few different ways that we could be pretty brutal on researcher. We have. Yeah. <laughs> we could stack. So like, mortos, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and it takes all the pressure off of our characters and, like, the power generation of having to, like, interact with a bunch of different things. Mm, um, yeah. And it would mean if we're going to play Dossier, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> come, bring the paperwork to me. That's <laughs> like, so good, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I think something comes up immediately with researchers, something we just talked about with the secures is, can we handle the 16? Are we fine with the 16 and researcher if we get put on that? Yeah, that's a good question. Cause it, if our last slot is an eight threat Thanos and we're like, <laughs> all right, we'll do, well, you know, do Logan, Apex, Thanos, right? Or I'm not even opposed to running a seven threat Thanos yeah. and just do so like mine. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, I'm not either because I, I'm really liking the idea of having both restricted cards in this team and the potential of a hard control piece like Thanos that you said only comes out every once in a while but your opponent sees it on your tray and they're like uh oh is that coming out every game I don't know what their plan is with this Thanos so yeah and I think the mind Thanos has kind of dis- disappeared and I I like to see him back in some ways 
Yeah, and so I, I think it has play. And so, I mean, I'm okay with slotting in Researcher temporarily okay. unless we come up with a better idea. What do you, what do you think? Well, it's always these questions where it's like, do we want a higher threat mission, potentially? I'm not sure we do. I was wondering that because I was thinking, I think we can handle something well, like alien ship, but can we handle the 20? Hmm, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure we force multiply in the way that the other affiliations do, right? I feel like, uh, okay. I feel like Steve, right, just gets oh, rougher. Yeah, he does. You know, um, I I kind of feel like we want the the mid and like Shield gets better. They do. as they get more characters. Um, I think my instinct is that Weapon X would rather stay at a moderate threat, where we get to pick the key splash characters that we want, okay. but. Yeah, I just don't think we... I, I think when we expand to 20, I don't think our leadership is as impactful. And neither are any of our cards, right? Right. No, I agree completely. So that would that, that would show up only a couple missions that are 17 or less, really, if we're taking that approach. And we've already talked about the spider effect, and we don't really want it in this first take on the team. So, I mean, scrolls seems fine. Yeah, I would I would not be with opposed to scrolls. Um it does create the question if we go scrolls, do we want to bring in a stealing character? Absolutely. Yeah. That's a very good question. Um, so. And is that stealing character Pyro? I'm glad you said that, Charles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually really like the idea of Pyro in this team. We can get to that in a bit. But yeah, is it Pyro? Yes, please. So <laughs> I, I like scrolls a lot because, I mean, it's just it, there's potential of just keeping that C shape that we like to get these sort of like like you said, our goal is going to be getting to the midline potentially getting a strike off or a spender off round one or two. And um, that kind of works too. And I also don't think we have to search for the scroll either. I think we can just kind of like, we don't have to search for it aggressively is what I mean by that. So um, yeah, I'm interested in that as well. So I think the scroll could work. Like we said, and I also think, you know, like, like you said, research station could work. It's the route we want to go. Research stations kind of like a fourth secure. So that might, kind of lock us in on our final secure too, right? It kind of will be like thinking about the shapes lining up and stuff. I don't know. Something to think about. Yeah. I do think Pyro would be an interesting splash. While there isn't obvious synergy, but I think all of our characters like hitting people who are incinerated. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, It does put some more tactics card pressure because Pyrotechnics is such a good card. And yeah, we are going to be a little tactics card stretched as it is. Something to think about. Yeah. Um, I think... I would like to try him on research station with this team. That seems cool, <laughs> but I'll, you know, also <laughs> scrolls too. Like you said, just dropping stuff or maybe your opponent gets a big swing on you and picks up two or three cubes. Well, now we have pyro to get those cubes back potentially. I like that too. So yeah. Yeah. A lot of cool stuff here. So do you want to leave this third extract just open or do we, do we want to lock into research station now? And I guess right, it's, well, it's not that different. If we're 16 threat research station or 17 threat scrolls, right? At this point, yeah. We just make sure we have builds that we like for those those threat levels. Okay. Got it. Um. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also really <laughs> like Honey Badger on the researcher. I know you're not a huge Honey Badger fan, but I've been having a lot of success with her recently, and some of it's been 
researcher, you know, and just her barely surviving and getting like another taunt off that your opponent thought they would have got her the first time. And they, and then she taunts again, you know, and, um, well, I do think yeah. if we run the seven, if we do mind Thanos, right, right. I think there's a very reasonable chance that the, the build becomes Sabretooth X-23 Honey Badger Thanos. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Right. And it also means that as the researcher's moving around, then, and if they make an attack, right, you, you taunt with Gabby and then Gabby pulls X-23 forward yep. to like, you know, kind of be relevant in all of the position. And I think that's one where I would consider not playing Logan. Okay. Because yeah. he could he could end up handing out too much damage or, you know, not getting enough of the rerolls. Um, but, you know, kind of depends on the secure as well. Like maybe he's going he's going hunting, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like he likes to do. On some other places. Okay. Um, no, I like that a lot. Let's, let's talk um, other characters outside of the three and four range. Okay. Like, if we were going to bring in a different two, and are there fives or sixes that we want to consider? Are any characters jumping out at you? Well, twos always jump out to me when I think about bringing Honey Badger, because that's always a worthwhile question, is if you are committing to bring Honey Badger, I think there's always a discussion, who's your second two, right? Because of the innate, she can't interact. And... I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot of twos that would work well in this team, right? If we're playing D shapes, Widow's fine. Uh, Toad's Toad's obviously always great. Bullseye can help us get that last little bit of damage through. So those are the three that come to mind initially. But is there any that are kind of just jumping out to you that we'll need? I'll be totally honest. Like none of the twos really really leapt out at me as like this, this is the one to take. Yeah. Um. And so I don't know if like, hey, are we we're playing pretty aggressive? Do we just want to have like a toad that can grab something and then like kind of stay away from everybody? That's what I was thinking, like with Toad or Widow for that particular reason, just like a sit on a back area with an extract type character. So Yeah. I mean Toad's the character's he's still a crazy character to me. Like <laughs> he's just so good. So I, I'm I'm all about Toad if you if you think that's the route we want to go. Um yeah, I mean, I think Toad's a pretty pretty safe grab. Um, you know, someone that's just like, okay, if we are going to go grab the middle, you know, we're not exposing as big of a character. Right. Um, also, you know, if Toad goes down, right, we get more tokens, potentially. That's pretty good, yeah. Um, yeah. But that is a question, because we can't go over three tokens. So if we have Toad grab, like, a middle extract or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well... Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, you, you always got to have that token economy in the back of your head, you know. So, yeah. So it sounds like we're okay. leaning on Toad right now, and I think that's perfectly viable. And I'm, I think I'm pretty interested in Honey Badger and Toad if we can make it happen. And um, I think I would always, I would rather have Honey Badger than Deadpool if we're coming down to that final slot that's going to be cut or not. Um, personally, if we're going Weapon X, so that's let's just say we played all all those weapon X characters seems like we're leaning on Thanos. Um, no, not I'm not necessarily leaning there, but <laughs> okay. you know, okay. um, he's, he's fun. And I think he's strong in the team. I also think he can be very unfun to play against. So if we have other options, I am okay with Thanos not being in. Okay. Well, we've talked about Mordo a lot, so maybe we can now bring up the pros and cons of Mordo with these crises that we have is, is, is D just out for him? Is that where we're going to run to issues? 
Well, if we're going to do advanced R&D, okay. then I think Extremis is solid for him, right? Because yeah. he could be our... He could hang back initially, yep. right? And just, like, walk forward, hang on our back one, and then hand out a bunch of power. Um, and so if we go advanced R&D, then I, I like Mordo a little bit more in this plan. He's okay on Deadly Meteors. He's got the four energy, but I yeah. also have concerns that he'll just die. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, he does have six health on the front, which always shocks people, I feel like, which I really yeah. like. Um, but I do... See, I've played a lot of Convocation, and I've actually played a lot of Deadly Meteors Convocation in the past, and he performed well in that because of his pushes, and he's a medium base with a medium move, and he can actually get between the Meteors, too, pretty well. So, yeah, like you said, we don't love damage on him, but I don't know. I, I do like everything else he's bringing in. He is bringing different damage types, like you talked about with, with the Mystic. So, yeah, um, I want to talk some some big boy potential splashes for mm. a moment. That's like, exciting. if we're not going to try to play five wide as often, okay. are there points where if we're doing something like Logan Apex X twenty three and then sixteen and like maybe we play Angela yes for more like walk and murder um and it gives us access to some throws which we don't have any of really <laughs> yeah just saber tooth right with that terrain throw um yeah i was thinking angela too is a strong potential for what you just mentioned or even the super safe play right that we've kind of gotten away from with angela and amazing spider-man can do but I mean, I think Angel or Amazing Spider-Man both could work. Is is it? Are we bringing him for the mobility? Is that the reason we would bring like her? Or is it- well, I mean, it she adds to the plan right of being able to get onto a center point and make an attack. Correct. And she can walk to a center point, attack, and throw something. So she she amplifies the like pain in the middle right away. No, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. And you're getting some throws. Um, yeah, so I don't. She doesn't have any synergy with the leadership, right? At all, of any sort of. But no, I mean the leadership has. You know, no one can use it unless your weapon yeah. X. It just matters. Like if you die, you give you give a token. So the only things right. that really like amplify it would be characters like that bring grunts are like really the only like real synergy. Unless we're like playing lots of twos, yeah, or something to like go, oh, we're going to hold the extracts on our twos, and if you daze them, we get more tokens, but then we can't use the tokens to protect the extracts. So, I, yeah, it's just... It's a wonky leadership, for sure. It is, yeah, and we're just going to have to spend more time with it and learn more about it. Um, I like Angela a lot. Let's just lock her. Let's just do it, Charles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm I'm fine there. Like, I think you could play Jugs in that slot, yeah. but I, I think Angela is, is also really cool. Um, um so six for a moment. Um, both Hulk and Hulkbuster mm-hmm. have the potential to um, move, like attack or move place. Like both of them can make attacks and get onto central points. Okay. So I like either of them. Hulk is obviously a little bulkier. Um, Hulkbuster potentially provides a little bit more control. Right. Whereas he can he can potentially do lots of pushes all the time. Um, what do you have any sway? Like if we we put in one of the sixes, do you, do you think either one is better than the other? That's interesting. Yeah, I, I I think we don't see enough Hulkbuster in the game, and I think it's something you and I have talked about a lot uh, coming up on 
our feeds in different ways. But obviously Hulk is just kind of awesome right now, and he seems like he can deal with a lot of threats. So I think either one is good. Um, I guess the bigger question is, like, do we need a six, or do we want to go, like, another four or three or something? Not that we're running out of space entirely, but we are getting close. And it's just... I like both sides of this discussion. So um, I would rather play Hulkbuster for the fun side, but what's helping us out? What, like, what do we need? Um, what are we lacking? You know, and they do both bring throws, which I think is pretty helpful too. Yeah. You know, it gives us something that can manipulate some terrain, that sort of thing. Um, one other six that I think is worth discussing because if we, it just really depends on how much we would play him. Okay. But I do think this is a team that could run Space Maw. Ooh, okay. You're you're speaking to me. Yeah, yeah. I love Space Maw. So, yeah, is it that C shape sort of? Again, it would be another character who could walk, space themselves onto a point, yep. or they could like um, be moving around some of the character, like some of our characters with the space stone. Like you forget that like Maw could use it to move Sabretooth into a better position. Um, you, you could also use it to try to like put Gabby somewhere and then you still space like X-23 forward to try to keep her within range three. So if they attack a Gabby, then X-23 gets the movement. Um, and it could be a character like it could be someone who could support the Wolverine side from kind of outside of range three of Wolverine. I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. I guess the biggest question with space ball, because, you know, I played him a lot in the spring in my convocation and he's obviously had a change since then, which is getting space restricted. And it really adds a lot of tough questions with him now where it's like, you know, are we willing to lose that spot for a six threat? We might only play. I don't know how much percentage of the time. I don't know? think the restricted cards are as critical for weapon. X. Sure. Like I kind of want brace. I definitely want brace. Yeah. And, so. <laughs> yeah. And I think like sacrifice is fine, but like there's someone's you're generally going to have Logan be a little more off by himself. Right. And so just you're a lot of time your sacrifice is probably going to be between some combination of like domino um x23 yep. apex something like that. And while sacrifice is always a good card. Yeah, and I really like it with like, I like it with healing factor characters a lot because of the synergy with exceptional healing. Yeah. And it's really good even with models like honey badger where it's like they're like oh she doesn't have the taunt anymore she only has one power and it's like well actually i'm just gonna sacrifice on her you know what i mean <laughs> so and laura definitely gets to go this turn while she's holding cubes so yeah it's tough because i think sacrifice is really good for the team though not necessarily like you said and i also think we've brought it up a lot this episode advanced r&d is really good for the team so is it are we willing to bring in space maw even though he's one of my favorite characters to play in the entire game. And anytime someone's like, let's put him list, I'm like, let's do it. Um, <laughs> but I've been playing a lot of just regular Maw lately. And I think a big part is just because of losing that slot. And it's, I, you always ask yourself the question, am I going to bring the second restricted card more? Or am I going to bring Maw more? You know, And I think that's where he suffers more than Thanos with the change. Because I think people with Thanos are just going to bring him a lot of games, right? So I don't know. It, really good discussion I, here. I think that's I think that's fair. Um, obviously, he would bring shush to the table, course, bring silence, um, which is great. The long terrain throw, but if we just want to keep that 
slot available, I'm fine with it being Hulk or Hulkbuster. That gives us good gamma plays. It gives us an interesting threat for people to think about on Researcher, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. I think both just like add something, add something strong to the team, and then it's like, well, do you want to attack Hulk and like power him up, mm. or do you want to attack all these healing factor characters? Um, I also think. I mean, I know that getting trapped on Gamma 15 is not super likely. Right. Right? Because right. we're not taking it. But if some, if we hit a situation where we wanted to choose extracts and then we got stuck on Gamma at 15, I do think that's a situation where you could conceivably say, I want Deadpool. Okay. Right? If, Dead, if we're going to make the cut, I think potentially going X-23 as the leader... Domino Deadpool Hulk at fifteen Ooh. is is a very viable build that would scare people at playing Gamma fifteen. I like it a lot, Charles. Yeah, I guess the bigger question is: is when we're landing on this Hulk or Hulkbuster? Seems like Hulk's more generically given than Hulkbuster. If we have the right matchups and the right objectives, like he'll be the better choice. So, which one do we land on? Is it just Hulk for now, or is it Hulkbuster just because? You and I like the character. We're going to play him more. <laughs> well, it's, it is probably like he's up there as potentially my favorite, yeah. my favorite sculpt I, in the game. Like, is there some, is there a situation where we could justify Hulkbuster as the pick? Right. Yeah. Like, is there, is there some synergy in all of this? Um, like I, I do like his mobility, um, you know, being able to push characters a lot. You know, there's... He's got good action economy too. Probably not as good as Hulk. Even though Hulk doesn't have it, yeah, it's just a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, sometimes Hulk goes, and I'm like, it feels like he's taking four actions. You know, <laughs> but uh, every time I play a Steve player with Hulk, that's what I feel. But yeah, I, I, I like both of them. I like Hulkbuster bringing some energy attacks. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah, that's fair. And I was just thinking, I re- I actually really like that Hulkbuster can make attacks that deny power generation, right? Because right. he can use the spender, and that might end up being kind of cool for the team, where you're like, oh, I don't want to power this character up, and so you're not attacking them right away. So then you, you know, you go to town with the uh, with Hulkbuster, and well, let's do Hulkbuster for perfect. Now. Like, and I'm and I'm perfectly okay. content playing Hulkbuster instead of Thanos, because like you said. We want our opponent to have fun. <laughs> and I think we're already on the right path for that. You know, we're not. Do we? Yeah. Do we? Yeah. Especially in this testing um, phase, for sure. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. I just I don't want to show up with like, hey, guys, I got Weapon X uh, and look at my splash models. I don't know. For some reason, I'm playing Hulk and Black Cat and Voodoo and, <laughs> and Toad. I don't know why. I just am. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, um, Hulkbuster. um Hulkbuster, like, Sabretooth X-23 Domino at 16 could be a real menace on Researcher. Okay, yeah, I like that a lot, yeah. All right, so we got to settle into, like, what what are the... So we kind of were tossing around, like, bringing a couple of threes for our core, like, Extremis, Mutant... Or, sorry, Extremis and um, uh, Meteors. Yes. Um, And so our core on those is often going to be... Um, playing apex and logan and x23 and probably domino as well and then we need at least one other kind of dedicated three that we're going to bring a lot who stands out to you the most as like the the most important one or two to bring because we we've mentioned mordo is really solid but he's a little bit more support 
Um, Zemo kind of fits the bill. We also talked a bit about like Scourge and Valkyrie. Um, there's lots of interesting choices. Like, where, do you have any favorites at this point? Uh, yeah, I really landed on one. I mean, we also brought up Pyro too, right? So that's oh, interesting. Yeah, um, you could also just we go a lot of different directions with this, right? We could get more of a tanky control three, like a lizard or something, or we could even. Oh, we mentioned Ghost Spider. Yeah, too. we mentioned Ghost Spider. I'm always I'm always going to bring up Lizard, and I feel like Lizard helps us in some of these other situations of objectives, but. I mean, it also could be something like a Sam or even a Bucky. To, yeah, there's a lot here. There's a lot here that we could go. So I guess the question is, what are we lacking with that core? What are we lacking with sort of going this pretty heavy Weapon X affiliated? Well, we're we're lacking attack type variants. That's one thing we're lacking because um, this is just a lot of physical beaters with some mobility. And we're lacking some control, like you said. So do we want the control in different damage types when we're at these lower threat numbers i say lower set their numbers 17 and under you know where we could play one of these threes that's if there if there was one of these three threats that really fit the bill of getting to attack the middle and move on to the point with a different attack type i would be kind of on board okay. um and i would be like lock in that one but i can't think of one off the top of my head that fits that um all of a sudden just now i'm kind of like what about punisher <laughs> yeah i was uh, i'm glad you brought up punisher because i was thinking of like if we're already gonna be playing this token mini game you might as well just keep it you know just keep yourself in that mind that mindset uh with the punishment tokens and um yeah i like punisher because you're obviously referencing that he can you know guaranteed rapid fire and the tactical move that sort of combination seems pretty good. yeah he's got the yeah, he could he could always be set up to walk forward, yep. right? And if someone moves onto the point, he walks forward, rapid fires yep. them, then gets to short move onto the point. And if it was meteors, because of the way the math works out, he starts with one, he gains two, as long as he doesn't kill them on the first attack. <laughs> um, yeah. And then gets to still have a point to interact. He doesn't heal, no. but um, I, I still... I like the core synergy there. I do too. I mean, we've got the double mini game going on too, right? With our tokens. So the punishment and the, I'm not against it. Um, Pyro doesn't do that in particular, but obviously round one, he can hit probably whoever he wants on the midline, right? Cause he's got a range four gainer and uh, he can set up for that taxes card. So there's stuff. Um, I like Punisher. I mean, I feel like he's vastly underplayed in the game for how solid of a character with auto rapid fire is. So I'm not against it <laughs> entirely. <laughs> um, he doesn't bring a damage variance, like you said. So that'd be my only fear with him. Not really a fear, but just, you know, something to bring up. I mean, is hood good in our team bringing his mystic guns and more healing? Is he necessary? Um, I, I feel like he competes a little too much with the domino yeah, slot. Um, and we're already healing back a lot of damage. I think that could end up being kind of superfluous. Yeah. Um, I certainly wouldn't mind getting in another energy attacker. I mean, I do. I mean, I still think Ancient One is a really solid pick for us. Yeah. Um, um, but. Um, As that four threat slot. Yeah. Hood doesn't, Hood doesn't jump out to me. Okay. I guess a better question is, is like, are we looking at a three threat that we're lacking that's going to be based off of one of our crises where it's like we're talking the midline a lot and that's really good because that's the focus of our list but you know also our crisis like 
is there someone that we want to bring as a crisis specialist or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because I mean, with, yeah. with deadly meteors and extremists being our main focus, seems like we have that with our team, right? So uh, my only other question was extremists. Do we just want to bring a faster character as this three threat spot? This is where we just kind of lock win potentially, or does that matter? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it matters. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. There's just not a, <laughs> you know, part of me, I'm like, do we want just like some bulky characters that also like people don't like attacking to kind of encourage you to attack the the healing factor characters? Right. You know, do we want like a Luke Cage? Um, I'm also in my head as like, is there is there a character that could support um, a Wolverine side? Right. Right, obviously Mordo kind of can, where I think you could get a position where like Mordo's on the center um meteor yep. or something like that, and then um can still um you know, can still like give bonus dice to, to Logan potentially. What about Heimdall? Because we were talking Asgardians and the two power thing and us getting characters like that. Now I know Valkyrie's probably a more easy fit. <laughs> Let's just say that. See, front. I don't think Heimdall does that. Like as a support, I, piece obviously he's a two, the two power because he only gives rerolls at range three. Right. Yeah, so he would not be um, on the Logan side ever. He would be, and then yeah. I think it would just kind of overpower the other side. Mm-hmm. You're saying he'd bring um, it'd be too much. It'd be uh, more we, winning. We'd have too much, but yeah, it'd be too much potential of just like, oh, we've overstacked this side, and so they swing hard into Logan and overpower okay. him. Yeah, I just thought. Heimdall's got some interesting synergy with the team, but it's more, you know, he's he's one of those characters that <clears throat> I feel like he's either doing everything or he's doing nothing, you know, and he he is a tough character yeah. in that way, and <laughs> more so than even Valkyrie doing everything or doing nothing, <laughs> because at worst she can you know get in position for the next turn. But I do like that he brings the teleport and the rerolls, and obviously he can do cool stuff with the teleport to get Logan way way out in the ether if we if we want to you know um but yeah it's just, it's just something that came up to mind because we were talking the viability of asgardian characters gaining two power during the power phase with deadly meteors so that's why i brought him up yeah i think i would i think i would just prefer a, a valkyrie or a scourge in that particular case and i think i'm leaning towards if someone were to do the asgardian thing i think maybe even scourge at the end of the day because i think the taunt and the big health pool it's kind of getting interesting, you know, a puzzle. For your- yeah, he has guaranteed power generation yeah. for... Um, but I don't think we're looking at him right now because we're trying to fill this gap in being all physical, you know, I feel like. So um, someone that I've been playing a lot of, as you know, for some time is uh, Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos and talking about the sort of move, shoot, you know, siblings in arms one of your weapon x characters up is always something they can do potentially so yeah and they um i'm not a big hawkeye fan okay but he is a character that would be like fairly mobile if they kill him we get tokens so like the fact that he dies easily isn't as big of a deal he could kind of yeah he could kind of hang like he can more easily like you know, move off of extremists, take a shot to like support Logan and soften someone up and then move back. Um, so there, there's, there's little, little option there. It would give us at least a different attack type if we wanted. Uh, yeah, I'm not against that entirely. Uh, I think it's a similar, less mobile, but it's similar to pyro and, and, and the fact that he's a, 
long range uh, glass Kennedy type character. So, is that the route we want? Ooh, I've got Kay. one. Proxima. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, long Mobility, move. Yep. Fairly durable, and she's type. got the the energy type spear throw to get onto a point. Okay, let's try it. Yeah, I like it uh, <laughs> because. She's adding to our playstyle, right? Which is like doing attacks and getting places, yeah. right? So, okay, yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I, all right. I knew there was one. We just had to, we just had to find. Yeah, it. we we just found the the other version of Gwen we were talking about, but but, but now it's like yeah. <laughs> we finally got there. So we were circling around it for a while. So now we're getting to these interesting points where it's like, are we playing Honey Badger and Deadpool? Are we playing both? Are we playing one of them? Because we're getting to the oh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm literally like typing it up as we speak, where which is not me trying to interrupt you. That's just like, all right, let me see where we're where we're at for spots. Do we have a hard? Well, I'll tell you. Do we have a hard cut? Well, I'll tell you right now. If this is a potential 11, 11 models, we would have. So we'd already be over Logan twenty three, Honey Badger, Domino, Deadpool. That's of course we brought all those Weapon X uh, at Sabretooth. Then it'd be Toad, Angela, Mordo, Hulkbuster proximum midnight so that's that's 11 and those are just ones that we've talked about the most that's why i've kind of got them written down so these are characters that come gotcha. the most so that that would be 11 and obviously someone would have to be cut immediately and then we might even cut another one to get a, a better flex piece you know so all right yeah one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven yeah so if i'm going down the list and if we're trying to include Logan, Apex, X-23, Deadpool, Domino, Badger, Proxima, Toad, Angela, Buster, and Ancient One. Like, I don't, I can't remember. Did you have Mordo in your list? I did have Mordo. And yeah, I don't have Ancient One on my list, but I do have Mordo right now. So yeah, Ancient One would take me up to 12. Yeah. So. Yeah. I kind of like, I kind of like the Ancient, I mean, Mordo is a really interesting tech piece for this kind of team. Um. But I like Ancient One a little bit more. Um, are we just going to abandon advanced R and D? That's a good question. You know, are we just going to go with more yeah? I mean, we're on the sac. You could you swung me back on the <laughs> sacrifice train. Yeah, it does feel really bad to like sacrifice and then be like, no, I'm just exceptional healing it, and your opponent's like, oh, what just happened? You know what I mean? Like, what just <laughs> happened? So yeah. Um, okay, so let's just cut Mordo. That took us back down to 11. I, I like leaving Ancient One, having a, a third four threat to kind of flex to something different. The question yeah. the question we can ask right now, right up top, are Angel and Hulkbuster just staying? Are they just staying? Um, I mean, I think the options are certainly good. They play into the strategy. They they give us some ability to, to you know, to bump up to some of the higher threat levels, okay. which I think is potentially important. My instinct says that... Of there's three characters and one of them has to go. Yeah, I know. I know what three. And you're that's. Say. Yeah, I think. All right, what three do you think I'm? <laughs> you're gonna say Deadpool is one of them, uh, Honey Badger, and then is this gonna be Proxima? The last spot. These are the three you're talking about. No, so I was actually thinking Toad. Okay, okay. I got gotcha. you. Um, I I actually I want Proxima in. I am actually once we got to it. I think Proxima does a lot of cool stuff for this team. No, I agree. Yeah, you want Proxima in. I think I, think I want Honey just, Badger in with the Laura synergy and the, the taunts for cheap. Yeah, she's she's a workhorse. Like, I think we could just cut okay. Toad. If we want to keep Deadpool and Badger in, mm-hmm. 
I don't think there's enough situations. Like, Toad would be cool on, uh, like, spiders. Yeah. Right? To have Toad grab the spider for us. But um, I'm not married to it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I think in this team, like... There's a lot... You could have Domino do it. That's true. Right? And then, like, you could spend tokens to protect her. You know, she's not someone that people want to kill. But we could also just let them take the middle and plan to murder. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So I think cutting toes um, is okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm okay with that. We're just... We're just... We're just cutting all this meta stuff off. I like it. No Hulk. No Toad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very good. Um, and I mean, listeners, like, I think if you want to, like, try to meta this up a little bit more than where we started, like, Angela could be Juggernaut, yep. right? And Hulkbuster could be Hulk. Yep. And that, like, that all still works. Yeah. And um, I think you could easily have, like, Ancient One be Fury Jr., yep. right? And be like, oh, well, in this situation, we'll just have the grunts go and grab the the spider or whatever, you know, if you... Yeah. If you want to set that up, like, I I think these are subtle adjustments, but I'm kind of wanting to play up the, like, we're going to attack the middle okay. fiercely. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's fun. Okay. Um, okay, so let's finish locking in crisis cards, because I feel like we're we're hitting, the, the story is reaching its climax, it right? And we're, um, so we're doing extremists. We're doing meteors. Uh, meteors. Yep. We didn't land on our third. What do you, are we are we going to play scoundrels? Are we going to play um, Black Order? It descends on the Earth or Cosmic Vaults, of course. Or are we going to play what we the last pick we talked about, which was Mm-mm-mm. yeah, Cosmic Invasion, Scoundrels, Intrusions, Intrusions, or Spider Portals. Spider Portals was the last one we talked about. Um, I mean, any of these can do it. Um, are yeah. I mean, we've got some eight interesting eighteens for spider okay. portals, right? Because we could do Logan X twenty three Domino, um, and then Angela plus Proxima. I do like that. Yeah, for for the mobility, that seems that seems really solid. Um. The the 19s make it a little bit easier for us to run the buster, but I don't think that's essential. Um, uh, I think we do have some strong builds for Cosmic Invasion at 15, right? Like, we don't necessarily have a great character to, like, hang back on our back point. Well, I guess it could be... Um, Cosmic Invasion 16, right? That's the one that we always had a hard time yeah. getting our numbers at, but we can do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Do we like the displacement though from that? I know we like the power, but we don't love the displacement. We don't hate it either, right? Yeah, I mean, I think if we get mostly on the points, most of our characters can fairly easily get back on the points. What about let's return to this um, scoundrels discussion? So twenty threat and playing scoundrels and getting Logan off in his own little world, and then the rest of our team kind of winning the other points of the map. Could we land on a Scoundrels team with this? I mean, obviously now we have Proxima. I I think that's kind of interesting with Scoundrels, of course. See, I think I would rather have Intrusions than Scoundrels. I think we've played up the, like, we can move and attack the middle so well. 
Let's let's do intrusions. I wouldn't mind testing myself a little bit you come more. Out, you come and around, seeing how I feel about yeah, you it. Come <laughs> okay, yeah. No, I think intrusions works well. Um, obviously, too, it's pretty cool with Logan if he's like if just things sh- the battle shifts right, and he needs to reshift to another side. You know, um, that's pretty yeah. good. So okay, so we right now we have deadly meteors, riot spark of extremists, and intrusions, and our extracts are struggle for the cube, Montessi. And research station. If we're sticking with research station, I think I'm cool with sticking with research station. I think we can brawl. It also gives us a, a crisis that I think we we like Apex for a little bit more. So you get some sort of variety right. of playing the different characters. And we also play Hulkbuster potentially. Um, like like that's one of his prime spots. He's coming out that in Gamma, right? Yeah, but I do think I mean if you wanted to play Logan, like I don't hate Logan Apex X twenty three Angela. That's pretty good. At 16. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, a lot of body there, too. So, okay. So, we're, 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 we've locked our crises, and we got to move on to our tactics cards, like you said. So, we're just auto-locking. I feel like these are going to fit. These are going to fill up fast. Yeah, so we're obviously auto-locking exceptional healing in the leadership, right? Yeah. And I was, before the leadership, I was putting in no matter the cost. <laughs> Like, exceptional healing no matter the cost. And then there's decisions to okay. be made. Yeah, so exceptional healing no matter the cost, leadership. Let's start there. That's three That's yeah. three auto-locked, right? And, of course, uh, listener home, the leadership is, are you sure you want to remember? So that's three cards. Let's talk about our – you just want to talk about – let's just talk about our restricteds now, right? I mean, I think it's pretty easy. I think we do brace and sacrifice. Yep. Um, speaking my <laughs> – x-men and shield card language too so yeah <laughs> I've, I've never i've just not broken away i mean you you and i haven't had a discussion about this lens are open between patch up and sacrifice and i just i just hug on sacrifice you know so it's been it's been my card so yeah sacrifice embrace and that's putting us we're getting there already you know we're getting there on our text cards so let's talk about these other um, weapon x cards while we're here right I think we have room for both of them. I think we play Call the Pack and Dossier. Like, I think we have the space. Yeah, and it's funny. We haven't talked about Dossier much this discussion, even though I think it is going to be something that comes up a lot, right, when you're playing this team. And I, I think a lot of this is we just don't know right now. It's so new. And, like, this little... It's a weird well, card. It's, it's, it's cool. like a third crisis. Like, it's such cool... <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting design space for I, sure. I, I love it. But... yeah. But yeah, I think we play Call the Pack and Dossier. We didn't build for either, but I think like Deadly Meteors, there is there is potential that Logan could trigger Call the Pack right away. That's right? true. If he if he moves, attacks, gets two power uh-huh. off of an attack on someone, not crazy, no. right? Like five dice, reroll two, getting two damage no. in. Not crazy. If he rolls a skull, which is kind of like a 50-50 on a four-dice meteor okay. check, he takes a damage, then he heals it back at the end of his round, and boom, he can advance his whole team forward. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty cool. And we're really threatening that midline then. Um, yeah, so that's... Charles, that's already seven cards, and I'm going to throw out number eight right now. Potential Logan's get some air card. What do you think about this? Oh, yeah. No, I, in. I love Especially it. Especially now because we are threatening the midline and stuff, and we're talking about grabbing extracts, and this gives us a little extract insurance too, right, with Logan. Well, and on Deadly Meteors, it doesn't stop Logan from interacting. It's... 
It just stops him from contesting. <laughs> so if someone like, I'm going to come and get Logan, and then Logan's like, and I need to get some air, bro. And then they flip the point, and then he just like murders back onto it, attack, attack, and then he can still go to, for the flip. See, that's interesting. It's like, does that bring up discussion that Spider Portals is still in, or is it still just intrusions? I don't know. It's just, it's something came to my Yeah, I, it's certainly... Um, I would not be opposed to Spider Portals being the the third, but I play Spider Portals a lot, so I'm trying to be. Yeah, uh, it's like me and you, Mad Men. We just let's just steer away from it for this. But that puts us at, at eight, Charles. Right now we're at exceptional healing, no matter the cost. Are you sure you want to remember? Sacrifice brace, call the pack, dossier, get some air. That only leaves two cards left. Um, do we want Happy Birthday Runt? Like, yeah. it's an attack card, but it gives another attack. It's right? a free attack, as but, in, as in, yeah, it's not taking an action. Yeah, which is just crazy. Um, but he has so many things to spend power on. This would be one I would be okay leaving at home. Yeah, I agree. And maybe we just need, maybe this, these last few spots just have to be generic cards. They don't have to be, but they could be. You know. Yeah. So, I'm thinking. My instinct is fallback and mission objective. What do you think? I definitely fall back 100%. And I think mission objective, unfortunately, with Deadly Virus still in the game, it's kind of in all my builds right now because of that reason. I mean, it's, it's got more purposes than Deadly Virus, but, you know, just not letting your opponent auto yeah. win. <laughs> it's, it's. I mean, but we're going to fill up the cards. Like, we, we, we want these last two, I think, are like for specific situations, right? They're the, the weird thing where, like, we're worried about something. Well, and I, I, that also um, brings up the potential of it's, you know, it's going to be one of all those, one of those cards, always card number 11, but it's like um, good place to talk about discussion about the situational cards. Jonathan. Situational? Could could be good? Uh, yeah, I suppose that's fair. Especially like we're going to play Hunter Badger fairly often this team. Yeah, but I feel like I'm not sure Honey Badger is going to like hang back. No, right? but you it know? might be one of those things like um, you put it on a side D mid game when you've kind of won, and then you just advance to their back D, you know, with with your little pack over there. So it's it's a crazy card because it can just win games, <laughs> but it also like the, yeah. like you said, it just doesn't come up sometimes too. So yeah, there's also marked for death yep. is worth considering. Um, recalibration matrix. Um, Logan probably plays recalibration matrix a little better than most four threats because he's fairly durable. He heals back. He's probably going to generate a fair amount of power. I would not hate recalibration matrix, but I'm kind of feeling like we we hit the ten cards that I would want to try, and then maybe if I found one like I just never played fallback or something then I would start looking at Jonathan and recalibration okay. matrix I think that puts us as a solid 12 too which you know this is one of those things where you're building your first build of a team I mean there's no shame in having 12 cards and then every league night or something switching one out for another one you know uh, maybe you don't play Jonathan the first time but then next time you do you know as your 10th and final card so um, yeah I think fallback mission objective is a great place to end it i very interested in Jonathan, the potential of it, and also very interested in Recal, so something we can keep an eye on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 
this this list looks really interesting. I got to be honest. Yeah. Um, I feel like you you bring a lot of punishment on that midline. You know, make people feel unsafe. <laughs> unsafe. <laughs> like their their favorite toys will die. Yeah, and I guess something we can talk about in the future, Charles, is like if if Deadpool doesn't come out, that's when we get that interesting another three threat right that's something completely different but where are you thinking right now he happens like does he happen you said gamma i liked that where else do you think he comes out um i'm genuinely unsure like obviously he's one of the spots that i think is less critical like i said i do like the math of being able to uh being able to play you know the the triple threes plus Buster or something yeah. on Gamma. I also like the call of the pack um, synergy too, right? If you just go a bunch of Weapon X, yeah. like you said, and Logan gets this call of the pack off early game. Yeah, but I mean, to be honest, I don't, I don't see Deadpool seeing that much game Agreed. time. Agreed. But um, I'd love to be wrong about that. <laughs> yeah, like even if we get like a twenty threat, like most twenty threat situations, I feel like I want to play Logan Apex X twenty three Domino. Yeah. And you get to, um, or I suppose if with our current math, we might have to play That's Deadpool. That's right. On 20. Because um, we didn't, we're, we have one less three than I kind of thought that we would have. Because um, of the five and six. So like, yeah. yeah so, yeah. Because I was originally thinking that we would have um, Proxima plus one other one. Um, so maybe at, maybe at 20, if you're not playing Buster, then you do play Deadpool unless you're doing Badger in that slot and then you want to play Ancient One. Not bad. Um, But um, there's still, there's a part of me, like, honestly, I think there's a reasonable chance that if I were to go play this roster, I might swap Deadpool for Punisher. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Or Pyro, right? Potentially. Yeah, yeah. I I was just thinking about how much I, like, wanted to get on the point. I also think, I think Shuri and Gwen are still really high on my list of, like, someone who can kind of support Logan from outside of range Mm -hmm. three and, like, help him out. We Um, talked about that with Shuri, Gwen, and Zola, right? Like, this is something listeners can try, right? Where it's, like, that outside of range three, that's pretty cool the synergy you're talking about, where it's, like, giving him rerolls on top of his rerolls. Um yeah, and honestly, you know, oh man, the more we talk about it, the more I want to cut Deadpool because I'm kind of also like, oh, you know, on Gamma, it'd be kind of interesting to play Logan. I guess I'm not sure I want to play Logan on it. On Gamma, yeah, yeah, but I guess you could do Apex, Domino, X23, and Angela at 15. That's interesting. Yeah. Or if you end up playing it at 17 because of the extract, playing like um, instead of Angela, you play Proxima and Ancient One. I like Ancient One there. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a lot going on. Um, yeah, I mean, we can cut Deadpool or we can leave him for now. I mean, there's. I think he deserves yeah. some testing in this, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, you know. He is a cool. He is a cool. He has sculpt. a cool sculpt and healthy on both sides. Even though his front side has not great health, but I, it's it's cool. And obviously, he brings a little bit of um, help against some mystic matchups and stuff. So I don't know. Uh, it's interesting. It's just like you said, Domino and this team just seems so enticing with the leadership. Like it just it's so cool. The synergy potentially with her. So agreed. 
All right. Well, I think we've probably spent enough time on the initial yep. episode. We got over an hour and 30 minutes of pure Weapon X time. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, I think it's probably a good spot to wrap things up. So in case any of my listeners are new and they haven't heard your stuff, Jesse, where can my listeners find the storm's finest? <laughs> or sorry, Fury's finest. Very good. <laughs> Yeah, my name is Jesse Aiken. You can find me on Fury's Finest Marvel Crisis Protocol podcast. We're everywhere you can find podcasts. And we obviously are all over social media, too, at Fury's Finest. You can also find me on Discord uh, at Fury's Finest. And I'm on Longshanks under Jesse Aiken. And uh, it's tricky because Aiken is E-A-K-I-N. But that's where everyone can find me. And, you know, we're looking forward to doing some Weapon X content in the coming future with uh, some of these backstories on characters because you know we've already done stuff like logan and Sabretooth in the past but getting returned to them and uh a tighter format that's like one story about them is always fun when we do our like second model you know episodes where it's like oh this is dr strange number two you know this is sorcerer supreme it's a little different than dr <laughs> strange number one yeah. so uh look forward to that but yeah i really appreciate you having me on again charles uh it's been way too long for us considering how consistent we were at the beginning and we're trying to remedy that with a lot of stuff coming up with uh mutant related stuff lvo um i'm really excited to record yeah, more with you absolutely but yeah the listeners like we'll spoil it a little bit like should be not that long after this episode right. comes out maybe within a week yep. or so there's gonna be an episode and i'm gonna be on fury's finest and Jesse's been digging into his own version of X-Men Red. It's interesting. Yeah, it's... And I, he hasn't told me anything yet. <laughs> and so I don't know how different it is or like what sort of... So I'm I'm as excited to record it as probably some of you are to listen to it, where I just want to like dive in and ask him questions and hear about how it's going, because it really is kind of like an exciting, weird way to do X-Men. It's a really exciting weird way to do X-Men. It's also too like exciting, I think, to record on air how we both came to the conclusions through different ways. And obviously how Vodka Blitz came through his conclusions too here on your episode yeah. how interesting that was and uh we're all separate from each other and um i don't know it, it's just super fun and spoiler red guardian's been in my x-men in general since the day he was revealed online red guardian and then you know obviously it kind of dominoed from there right so it's um it's really hard for me to not play red guardian in this list by the way Omnis. <laughs> like i've been playing him in every list yeah. for a while now uh, i just love the character he's, he's fun He's not bad, and, I mean, if you wanted to play him in that Deadpool slot, when Logan deals a damage uh -huh. to him, because it's an allied effect, oh. he gets a bonus power That's out of it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, that, like, if he the, takes one damage, he yeah. gets... Yeah, if you, like, get out of my head, like, Red Guardian gets two power out of it, Gosh. which um, yeah. which could be kind of cool. So, I mean... I, yeah, I love that character. Um, he's, he's in my shield list. Uh, he replaced Cage, and, I, you know... Yeah, oh, and it's damn. just been, I've had so much success with him um, and so much fun with him. More importantly, I've had more fun with him than I've had with Cage. So that's been, that's been great. Yeah, I love the character a lot. So. Yeah, he's he's been solid in all of my X-Men games recently. Red Guardian's very, very good. Yeah, but this was um, fun, Charles, and I'm really looking forward to, on our feeds, returning to this Weapon X discussion in the future. And hopefully, you know, for the listener at home, we're going to do that. And we're kind of report back what we learned what well what we maybe we should we should we've seen that rhino's right. coming we've never done a spider phone that's right 
And this is one of my Maybe original we... teams. Yeah, I played a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the coolest sculpts. Maybe we just lock in that we will do a Spider Foes Jesse and Charles Love build. It. Like sometime, you know, after we see Rhino's okay. card. You know, sometime after that, within, let's say, we commit within a month of the Rhino card yeah. reveal, we will do a Spider Foes okay. build. And see what we yeah, I love that. With. And I love how we're going to have discussions like coming up, how Weapon X went, like further out, you know, um, kind of like our X-Men, where it's like we built it so long ago and we've come so far now, you know, on what we've learned about X-Men. So I'm looking forward to just kind of learning Weapon X with the community because it is a weird team. And the dossier adds a whole nother mechanic that we didn't get even time to talk about today. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I think that's one we're going to have to experience. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, I've I've got plans, Perfect. but we'll we'll talk a little bit. I've got a, a few things to share in the the bonus yep. episode that'll be fun to nerd out on, and so I think we're gonna hop into that. So Jesse, thank you so much for recording with me, man. Got up first thing. You're the first voice I heard this morning. Perfect, awesome. Thanks for having yeah. me. I really appreciate it. And it's always a blast yeah. coming here, Charles. And uh, it's uh, cannot wait to hang out at LVO. Cannot wait. Cannot. Um, all right, listeners think this is the spot to wrap things up and i will say the most op thing that you can do is have every single one of your characters walk and attack the midline round one and make your uh, make your opponent go man you got the weapon of choice Perfect.